Hi class, welcome back. This is week two and we will talk about uh, uh, chapter two. And uh, we have some uh, also some work to do end of the class. I will uh, let you know about it. Now, without further ado, we will talk about the technology today for the HR. And it could be very interesting for you guys also to know <clears throat> about it. So, I will share my screen with you as usual. And here we go. So we're in process of sharing it and wonderful. Now, so today we'll be talking about Part one environment, which is chapter two, which are technology. And please feel free to uh, write to me if you have any question. So I'll be glad to help. Okay. Now, just uh, put it somewhere, which is looks nicer, okay. So the question this chapter uh, will help the managers to answer how is technology is changing uh, work and the orga organization? How does the HR technology affect the management of people? How can a manager leverage HR technology to maximize the efficiency and the effectiveness? What kind of consideration should guide the selection of vendor for an organization human resource uh, information system? What challenges will a manager confront when implementing HR technology. So these are questions that an HR manager needs to know about. Now, if you're saying, okay, this is a manager needs to know about HR, and I want to be a manager of an HR manager, but you will be probably working in the department and you're probably gonna be exposed to these issues and you will be asked, to get involved in some of these issues. So better you pay attention for you for passing this course and also for in the future, if you're gonna work within the HR or you have to deal with the HR department. Now the key areas of HR management is, uh, which is a human resource management is business leadership. We said compensations and benefits diversity, um, employee relations, labor relations, organization and employment, or employee development, safety and security, recruitment and staffing and HR risk management. We have touched on this subject in the early chapters, chapter one, and uh, we're gonna be looking at these and looking um, you know, the technology part of it also. So in this chapter, we'll be talking about the 
technologies. And technology in the field of leaders focus on technology because it is constantly evolving. And it's also affect the ability of the organization to be competitive. A well-equipped uh, company with uh, technology can make you more competitive to the market. Technology requirement that involved with a basic business function is like a word processing, planning, accounting, and budgeting, legal compliance, and research and communication. Further on, it's like a software, web-based, and mobile application affect a higher level function usually and help organizations to achieve their strategic. So the first one is a regal, uh, basic technology that every company these days needs it. And the second part is really if you need to be more advanced, you have a large company and you will be more competitive. Predictive talent analytics help organization to move from simply describing what is to predicting what is to predicting important outcomes so instead of just uh, predictive talent analytic then you have the system who can help you really to give you a precise predictions and outcome now technology and compensation and benefit technology is used to benefit administration decision of, a module or application or functionalities like a decision support system or DSS help employees make the best choice from among an array of benefit given their individual situation. In other words, a self-service website enable employee to go online to make the changes to their benefit or to record change in life. An example, when you get married, the marital status or birth of child, these are all important. Some countries that they need to pay for a child uh, support or the health insurance, private health insurance. They're all, are, um, you know, when you, when you got married, you can, you know, give a coverage to your wife or your husband, and if you have a child, you can also. So you can go on a self-service website and able aim for the employees to go online to make these changes. And also, it's a DSS. They will look at the choices that they have as an administration and what they can offer the employee for the best fit for him. Now, used in administrating pay pay system which is the payroll and also allowing organization to operate in multi-incentive system across the business some of them you know some employees salary some of them salary plus bonus some of them salary plus commission some of them salary for overtime these are all issues that you can put it in the system where the system can calculate it automatically. It gets more complicated than that, but let's stay on 
surface level, I'm not going to go very deep with the IT because this course is or the focus of it is the HR and we're just exploring the IT for the HR. Facilitates seamless pay per performance program by integrating compensation plan, as we said, with the performance management tool. And you can set up the performance management tool. And once they can, you know, meet certain standard, they can get paid more. And as I said, you can use it for the compensation, different type of compensation, like uh, um, overtime work or commission or salary price commission and all these things. And also, it will let the management aware whether they are meeting the target level. Computer-based technology that enables people with disability to perform more related. Now, these, these are lots of solutions in the market now who can help um, you know, disable people to be enabled in an equal field with them. Helps organization to recruit a, a much broader, broader pool of applicants because in early days, somebody who can had used to have a, a, a hearing problem or vision problem were not able to be hired because they couldn't see well or couldn't hear well. Now, with these tools, um, this disability is uh, mitigated, we can very minimize. So with these tools al allow that you have a better one broader pool of applicants. And affordable for companies of all sizes, these apps. Now, example of these, like a screen readers such as JAWS or Windows Eyes, or you know PDF reader. These are that they can read the screen. You have a screen menu enlarger or magnification program such as Zoom test text or a magic. You have an OrCam, which is converts the visual information into a spoken for word for the blind people. And you have Ava, which is transcribes the voice conversation, which is here as also in Google, they have some kind of these application available also. Technology and employee relation part one, being part of the technology driven mobile workforce enables employees to work flexible hours or remote, but can promote overwork and burnout. So you these days you can work from your mobile, you can work from your laptop, you can, you know, you don't have to have an office. You can go to office and back in from office. And with this COVID-19, enforce these things very fast, very strongly, and very quickly. But also we'll do have some uh, promote overwork and burnout because you're working from home sometimes, you end up working way longer hours, or you end up working slower because you have you don't have technical support or you probably have other things that you need to commit also while you're working. So it might also can 
uh, you know, there is no limited hours for working. As I said, when I was working uh, one of these companies, ITS, we didn't have punch in, punch out. We were free to move. But the first thing they did, they gave us a laptop and mobile. And we are talking about over 20 years ago. And the reason they want us to work from home, they want us to work while I'm traveling, they want us to keep working, but this eventually will get to the employees. So every month we had somebody in a hospital doing an open heart surgery. And we named all the meeting in a few, me a few meeting rooms after people who died in their company, get a heart attack or something. So this has a positive thing and also has a negative thing. Uh, HR technology helps usually to conduct employee survey via company intranet or internet. So you can also send a survey to employees to find out uh, about how they feel or about any other information. And there is integrated talent management system tied with the performance management to compensation and learning and development. And it's also, it's a whole uh, uh, goal, a concept is how we gonna look at the compensation, competent management, at, uh, how we tie this compensation to competent management or whether we want to have somebody competent, what kind of a skill he has, what's missing of the skills. There are so many ways and a very um, sophisticated in, 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 uh, in IT uh, HR uh, applications, uh, especially in the field of competency management. Uh, uh, sometimes I spent it like two hours explaining to the people, to the potential customers, how the competency management works in the uh, in the softwares when we are implementing is according to position or according to background ethnicities or according to uh, uh, target person. So competency management is another issue that is really strong in the HR. There is a gamification, which is one of the application where we start in, with each other playing games. It's called you know, probably uh, Kahoot. We'll do some you know, uh, applications on it so uh, we can do some questions and gamifications in it. And engage employees in the application of gaming technology to engage employees and direct behavior through interactive games and competitions. There is also biometrics, unique physical and behavior features that can be sensed by device and interpreted by computer to bond the digital data and personalize it. Like, you know, they take their photo and connect the personal, and, or you can do a finger or an eye, or you can enter a number and finger. These are the tools that it's a biometric tools. It, it increased the efficiencies, it also prevent, prevents the fraud and ensure the safety of the workers also. Now, technology and labor relations, 
software has been used to address what if question and to cost out of various proposal along with the contributions to benefit options such as paid leave, pension, and health insurance. There's always what if analysis, one of the strongest things in the in insurance in the software. So let's assume that you have a people are growing older. So if you do a what if analysis and let them uh, you know retire early or is it more costly or if you want to keep working with them. So for the pension, for the health plan, for the paid leave. There's other tools that you utilize like the email, social media, and various websites have changed the union strategy for organizing and communicating with members and non-members. So the National Labor Relations Board has held the employees have no legally protected rights to use an employee's email system for organizing or other legal protected concerns. You can, in other words, you can send an email to union or to management easily through utilizing their emails. Technology and organization and employee development, one, uh, part one. Talent analysis plays an important role in workforce planning by identifying the, the talent gaps in the workforce forecast. So you, you put, you set up to deliver this job, you set up certain talent or certain um, characteristic, and then you, you look at your employees and you see what's the gap between them and whether you have a narrow gap or wide and how you're gonna work to get it close. So talent gaps in the workforce forecast. Forecast could be for the future or now. There is a high potential employee segmenting that are at the risk of leaving. There's a one thing, the other thing that you, you might look at it and see, well, okay, maybe there are some employees are not happy and uh, certain segment or people are leaving soon in that segment. So you need to look at it, how you can fix it. And potential redeployment of service surplus employees in existing talents. So if you have a extra talent in some department, you can move them around or redeploy them or have give them more uh, training so they can fit in the other thing. So these applications can help you to look at these different segments of employee development. Other thing, the e-learning, which is, that's what we do sometimes, most of the time these days, generate saving in time and cost over traditional classroom-based learning. The micro-learning apps brief internet-based videos and interactive lesson lessons that take fewer than a few minutes to complete and include a quiz. There is some short videos, not like this one, for, you know, training one hour, two hours, 15 minutes, one time, and takes us some quiz and give you some certification. There's also something called a collaborative tools, which is we get involved in it also a lot. As a class, we will be and it's a web-based tool. It's like a blogs, wikis, a social networking site, 
where people mine and exchange information. And these are depend on what and what field you are in. There is a specialized social networking sites. There is a collaborative also media platform. Oops, sorry. Uh, specialized tools that process in a various discipline, including HR. So collaborative media tool platforms. It's like, a, you know, uh, in the media, which so utilize them to, uh, you know, do a process of various disciplines, including HR. In the technology and safety and security, human resource information system or HRIS allow organization to sort information so that it can be used to record key record keeping reporting and business decision making um, facilitate documentation and management of training activity many of which are required in the safety sensitive or other position also facilitate electronic communication, digital access to key login information, data management from security cameras and employee protection from identity theft. So security, because as an HR, you are dealing with people and you're dealing with their um, personal information. So security is very important. And um, all they need are people that steal this information once, so your company can be in the trouble and the people can be in the trouble. So you wanna make sure the apps are highly secured through many uh, forms that we can talk about it later on. Technology help companies attract and hire best talent from domestic and global to market. And this is, uh, you know, you're aware of these job searching, job tracking. Um, so applicant tracking system, track where the, each applicant in the recruitment process. So somebody is applying, they will track it. Or where is it? Whether is you're losing the person or you need to speed up. It's also generate reports that analyze the relative performance of alternative recruitment source and strategy. So they look at what if we uh, use our site to recruit or use the outsider to recruit. And if we do a contract-based recruitment or we do a full-time or part-time, whatever, it does recruit these. And also record and analyze data to meet equal employment opportunity and government contractors requirement. There is some requirement by the government that you need to implement, such as like, for example, the if you want to, in Canada, if you want to have contracts with the government, you need certain percentage of employees has some kind of a visible minority where you can do that. Now, employer use the real simple syndication or RRC to reach job seeker via uh, email or text message as soon as a new project, new job posted. So they look at the RS, RSS or uh, called real simple syndication to find out who is in the market 
and who wants to be higher. And there is a, what do you call, a self-service portals allow applicants to manage multiple application at once. So you have the, your web, you open it, and there is lots of you know icons you can do multiple as their multimedia resumes, display tests, photos, videos, you can track it. And also there is what you call the E-Verify, uh, the free web-based tool from a social security administration and the Department of Homeland Security, which is verifies a match between the employee name, social security number, and the immigration information. So you can look as they are similar. As we said, for the recruitment and staffing, you can, there's so many sites that, you know, you can do job search and allocate and apply for a job, like a class door, dot com like uh, uh, the job crowd like LinkedIn allow the job seeker to re research an employer brand and decide if they even want to apply for a job there there is this job job search engine allow employers to conduct the background check so you can do a job background check and the aptitude test It could be administered online, make application screen more efficiently. So as we said, there are so many apps that you can utilize um, in uh, your services. So one more is like the electronic onboarding system handle the task like assigning parking, pass, computer, you assign computer uniforms, email address, and security badges. So the you know, a head, a hub where they can give a computer for an employee, can assign it to parking pass and give the uniform, assign an email address and security badges, all these things, this electronic onboarding system also can handle these things. The HR risk, the uncertainty arising from the changes in the wide range of workforce and people management issue that affect the firm ability to meet the strategic and operating thing. So there is a risk involved with HR. And if we want to, uh, it comes from the uncertainties of workforce and people, you know, different from each other. So how are you going to manage these people? And basically the categories of risk is whether you bring people who meet your strategic goals. So this, it's a, it is one category which is a strategic one. The second one is compliance, which is according to the government, compliance according to the buyers or the customer. And the third one, the risk in uh, that HR might take in is the operational, whether they have uh, you know done the operational correct, selected the right people to do the operation, and the operation is set properly. And the last one is the financial, so they're not overpaying or underpaying employees, uh, or they don't have the budget for it. Because when you're overpaying, you're not making enough profit for the uh, investors. And if you are underpaying, you're going to lose people uh, in, a, in a short and long term. 
The policy and security protocol that can minimize the risk of security breaches, uh, there is a multi-factor authentication. I think some of you have used it. User must provide a password, username, and something that uh, only a user has, such as code sent to his mobile, to his smartphone, or ask a, as a, a special question like where you were born, what's your dog name, something like that. So there's a multi-factor authentication there. And the other way is the encryption of sensitive data. So we want to make sure nobody hacks these data. And once it hacks, it doesn't understand, uh, cannot understand it. And the restriction of type of data that can be shared in the cloud or uh, social media, not all the information can be. So you can block some of them that cannot be uh, shared in the cloud or the, the social media. And also being vigilant with the vendors that requires personal data. So if a vendor asking you for a personal data, you want to make sure uh, that you're not passing your personal data easy to them. So all the database, all the apps, they have something called relational database or RDBMS. So that is, they store the data, each data separately, a file, separate files that can be linked in common elementary. So in a name, when you click on them, you put name, for example, Faisal, they will bring all the names of the face all to you. So you select the right face all and start looking. Or you enter the social security number and then we'll give you the person with the site or the hiring status. So these are what you call the RDBMS or the database. So you have the database, you have the RDBMS or the relational data who goes and track things from them. And then you have the engine on the top of it. And then you have the web base, which is the web base will order the engine. Engine will ask this uh, RDBMS or relationship database to allocate the data and select it. Can be as simple as small internally developed employee database or a complex as a fully integrated enterprise resource planning system offering economies of scales and larger companies. So it could be very simple and you can have it on Excel and have the database stored on your PC, or you can have a very sophisticated one, um, you know, data bank and uh, data engineering and all these things. On-premises uh, systems are being updated to a cloud software as a service system or as a service system. And on a premise system, usually you ask the vendor comes in and implement the application in your house, in your, or, I mean, in your company. Um, we call it in your house because it's in your company. And you have a full control of the data and full control of the application. This trend is being shifting little by little. In the early days, there were issues of security and security preaching and data information. This kind of becomes 
you know, easy now to manage. So it became software as a service or SaaS system. So you subscribe as you're subscribing to an app, you know, Facebook or any other application. And it's a software-based uh, paid month by month or year by year or whatever. And there is so many of them in the field of HR, in the field of financial, in the field of ERP, enterprise resource planning. But keep in mind one more thing. You have to know, I mean, most of you probably cannot separate the whole idea of apps that we use on a daily basis, like a Word file, uh, Excel. These are comes in with a personal computer. But there is other application, which is the corporate application. And we are talking here about corporate application and not the personal computer. So if you have a, you don't have a business, you're using personal computer. And then if you have a small business started, and then you use um, also personal computer or small size corporate application, and then you move on to mid size to large size. It depends how complicated is your work and how big is your business. So the item to consider when you're choosing a human resource information system, first thing you come in and you say, what do, we, what do, you, what do I want from the system? And what's the system supposed to do for me? So choosing for a child. So you put the list and then you make a business case. So and for it that we should change our business application or we shouldn't. If we keep on with this current uh, apps, the costing, the problems, and you know, the limitation that we are facing. Then when you come up with a positive response that you should uh, you know, replace your application, then you start comparing vendors. Later on, I'm gonna speak details about this because this process is very, very important for any software selection. And uh, you know, lots of a consulting company makes lots of money from this job. Now, you do a match technology to the organization need and please don't overlook the finance or IT. And actually, IT usually overlook the HR, not the reverse. And then assess the end user experience and see the implementation issues. This in general, in details, if we dig in deep, because when you select the software, usually you go for five to seven years, if you're a mid-sized to large company, it will cost you millions of dollars. So you need to be very well educated about selecting the software or have a consultant for you. You hire outside consultant or inside consultant, but outside consultant usually can do a much, much better job than inside because they're way more exposed and unbiased. Now, reason to look for a system, you might be saying, we need to replace the current supplier. We don't like the vendor that is, you know, which is 16% of the companies do that. We are seeking a new system. 17% of the companies is doing for having a new system only. Uh, we need to integrate multiple systems, 17%. So they can might say, well, you know, 
our supply chain management application is not integrated or not integrated well with our HR, well with our or financial is not integrated well. And you know, might be HR de determining the how much they supposed to employees get paid and then integrated with the payroll and payroll do that, for, which is part of the financial. So there might be the HR not well integrated with the payroll or the financial application. And other they say it's old, so we need to replace the legacies. The issues here comes in is because you know these buyers for application, every five years or six years or seven years, they buy a new app. So they're not professional buyers. And uh, lots of time they get fooled by sellers, which is their professionals of the application. So you have to know your limitation before and how you're supposed to walk in. And actually there is certain process and procedures for software selection for your for your company. So you need to utilize this, this certain process and procedure. Otherwise, uh, have a third party consultant select the software to you. Now, when you ask companies, HR or companies, why you need to, uh, you know, What's the benefit of a new system? Some of them, they say, well, we will have a better integration. 14% says, well, better integration. We need to reduce the cost. For example, we in, currently we use two different RDBM database, or we are using an old system with a lots of uh, hardware sizing, or reducing the cost by reducing the number of people punching in the system. The data accuracy, 16%, adoption of an industry standard. You know, sometimes you don't want to upgrade your application. You don't want to change your application, but the industry standard enforce you to use this, like the mobile apps that integrated with your ERP system. Um, um, you need to improve the business processes, which is very important. This is one of the issues that sometimes you, you see that the company, their business processes, the way they do things is inefficient. So you wanna improve it. So you bring an application and force the people to use it. So they adjust their work or, or you are planning to do adjustments step by step. So you need to improve the business. And usually the IT company software, especially the tier one and tier two, they do have option of best practice. But you wanna make sure that you don't change your processes 100%. You wanna probably adjust some of them step by steps. Uh, improve the scalabilities. You know, sometimes you say, well, one system is really slows down when it's more than 100 people using it. So you want to have up to 1000 people using it. So you want to improve the scalabilities. And keep in mind, not all the application can be utilized on a different level. Some apps are geared toward 100 employees or less, some apps 1,000, some are 10,000. So these apps are, each one has a certain scalability. And you need to ask about uh, what, who's the largest partner, uh, uh, buyers of that vendor, how many employees, or how much, how concurrent users they are using in the same time the application. 
as we said, you need to uh, improve the user productivities, uh, or just you want to align with the latest technology. So sometimes you have an application, uh, you know, slowing down the productivity, slowing down the employees, so productivity goes down. So you want to improve the productivity, or you just want to, in the second part, where the alignment with the latest technology in the market. So you become more competitive. Or as we said, you need to do the improve the performance. So it's a different than productivities. Or you want to have the new access to functionalities and maybe some apps in the second tier or third tier or uh, you know Excel sheet don't have, for example, competency management. And you want to have an application who runs a competency management. Or you need an application who can help you to do um, as a, um, a combination of uh, commission and uh, bonuses and somebody with multiple rules. It gets more complicated, so you need an application who covers this all functionalities in it. So the value is really when you come and says, I want to select, you need to think about lots of three issues. The main thing is you need to look at how time is a crucial of, for selecting a software. And you try to minimize it. You want to see the, the less time you take, the less employees you need, then the less cost of selecting the software and also you are good if you know how to purchase your software for the company, then you can you know, know how to bargain. And also the other issue that you need to mitigate risk. So you don't want to implement something that is might have a hard burn or slow you down or cause some more problems or different problems. So you need to have a very successful uh, selection. Selection is a very important and poor enterprise decision if you select a wrong software can cost the company time, money, and heartache. They did some research for selecting a software and they found out that 60% when they implement the software, they run to problems. And uh, problems is always comes with the software, new softwares. But, you know, some of them, they come with a little, some of them will come. They asked about 30% said they would not choose the same solution because they did do, didn't do the right process and procedure for software selection for the HR department. They just saw what the neighbor is using, so said we will use the same. That doesn't mean your neighbor or the, the person who is in the same industry have the same process and procedures. You want to make sure you match your process and procedure to the application or the application match your process and procedures. Um, and the last thing, 20% implementation failed. And you know, that's involved with the three, four million dollars sometimes lost in the implementation. The most common mistakes is there is no clearly communication why we need 
to implement or upgrade our softwares. There is knowing what really, they don't know what's really needed. Sometimes you don't know that, but your app, your apps that you're using can cover all your needs and probably in the future. So you don't need to replace your app. So you need to know exactly what you need and whether your current apps can, utilize, can give you this need or not. The other thing that uh, probably uh, recognizing the uniqueness of their of the business. Keep in mind, every HR department is set up according to the business of the whole operation. They are there to accommodate the business of the whole operation. And the whole operation, it's a little bit, they are different than each other. Even if they are in the same field, same thing, they might have a uniqueness. So if you are working in a hospital and Hospital X used an HR and they're very successful, be careful. That might not be very compatible or cannot do it in your hospital because there could be you know, uniqueness that you need to uh, recognize. Then you need to uh, choosing the most qualified vendor. So you need to have a, a vast knowledge of what's available in the market, have an open eye, see who is growing, who is planning to sell their softwares. Because you might run to an, uh, an app that it looks wonderful today, but later on you find out that it's being purchased by somebody uh, and they're not providing any support for you. It might run, and I've seen lots of these cases. Um, you need to give an implementation uh, the attention it needs. It is a, it's it's a implementation is a hard burning. Uh, it could be a hard thing, so you have to do it every day. And the, you know. Most of employees usually are busy with daily work. So if you put the, as an HR, if you put more tasks on them, they would not have enough time and they have to, you know, juggle between what's important and what's less important. So if you tell them um, the sales department help you in implementing a compensation system, you will say, well, wait a second, I have a code that need to, to, to target. I don't have time or I'll do it whenever I'm free, and I hope he is gonna be free, but most of the time, they're not paying enough attention to it. And that's one of the things that cause failing. Um, you need to invest in a solution for the long-term. Never buy a software for three, four months, because it takes time to learn about it, how to feel comfortable about it. And we're talking here about the mid-size to large-size companies, where they have an HR department. Usually, 10 people don't have an HR department. The same accountant is doing the payrolls for them. So here we're talking about mid-size to large-size company. The challenges usually facing is when you're trying to buy a mid-size or large-size HR, um, you know, I've really worked a lot with software implement, implementation, software selection, especially tier one and tier two, got so much experience. And I know now, um, you know, it is an extension of my finger. So that's something I don't have a problem with that. Now, 
the challenges is technology challenges. Sometimes you hear so much things about marketing rhetorics. The company pretends that they can do wonderful thing. And then the fact that uh, uh, it's different. There was a just little joke, um, you know, um, they told them, uh, they brought Bill Gates on the judgment day. So uh, he, they told him, this is the heaven. So he looked at it, it's so nice. So Bill Gates wanted to walk in. Once he walks in, suddenly turned to hell, the heaven turned to hell. And he said, what is this? I thought it's a heaven. I said, well, this is the same thing that you are using the way is your Microsoft applications. It looks so nice from outside, but you when walking in, it's so much, so many bucks. That's an old joke. Now, Microsoft has a wonderful application and very competitive. There is some deliveries versus the promises. So lots of uh, deliver, lots of promises you find from vendors, from implementers, but you need to make sure these are written down and to be delivered. Then the issues always jumps in here, software, hardware compatibilities is uh, you need to look at the software. They will tell you what kind of a hardware you need to purchase that, the sizing, the servers, the networking, and all these issues that you need to implement. So the software will guide you through that. And, uh, you know, implementation failures, this is one of the technology challenges. The internal challenges, you have a limited resources. As I said, your HR department is already busy, so you're putting more work on them. Or the sales department, you tell them, can you help us and set up the new system for compensation and for bonuses? But he has a quota, he wants to sell more. Or the marketing is busy traveling, doing business development or marketing. So there is a limited resources. You need to juggle all these. You need also lack of evaluation and selections expertise. You don't have, because you do this every five days once, even the IT team that you have in your department usually are not well educated and well sophisticated to select the software because they are not into that market. They are into using the software. They're not into market of selecting a software. Um, the biggest problem is a, a consensus building. Lots of times we spend lots of time trying to find out whether these guys are going to go with IBM product or Oracle product or SAP product. There is consensus you need to build. And also with also um, functionalities, the processes or implementation, there is a consensus. Everybody kind of give that approval. And you want to make sure there is a communication. There's no communication gap because gaps might cause troubles. There is also project challenges, which is there is no plan, unstructured plan, no clear scope why we are implementing this software. What's the scopes of uh, implementing this software? Are we going to finish it in six months or we have that much budget or we need to saw, uh, set up these functionalities. And these three are related to each other, by the way. You increase, you decrease one of them, the other might be one of them increase or two of them, which is functionalities uh, interrelated to the cost, interrelated to um, the, you know, uh, implementation.
The other thing is the incomplete requirement gathering. So you're not gather enough information what you need this application to use it for. And, you know, usually mid-size to large size is they don't give you an application and you right away to see. They give you an application and they start customizing it, fixing things into it. So it takes time to give you the application. So they will always come to you and say, how you want to do this, this workflow, how it's done, who's supposed to approve that. These are all requirements. Uh, at what level this person should be fired, at what level this person should be sending notification. These are customized, these are work uh, requirement gathering. So the difficulty measuring the decision factors and the most biggest thing you need when you try to select a software or implement a software, build a consensus. Everybody gives its blessing, everybody agreeing on it. So the core competencies, the things that you need when you are implementing and selecting software, the first thing you need to do your research properly. Don't leave it up to IT to do that. You as an HR, you're in the field of HR, you know what kind of uh, softwares, understand the functionality and the business. You need to do your research properly, compare them. You need to set up a methodology, how you're gonna select the software, what's the procedures, and how you're gonna implement that software. You need to have experience, and I don't think every five years implementing one software is an IT department makes them uh, an experienced department. So you need to probably sometimes, if it's a mid-size or a crucial application for a mid-company or a large company, you need an external experience. Sometimes a consultant help you to select the software. And you need to be aware of what kind of technology, the integration, the sizing, the communication. You don't want to have a, a technology that is not integratable with other apps or with the mobile apps or with HR financial or whatever. So integration is very important. Technology itself very important. The, the migration of data, the connection to the database, all these you have to take into consideration. It's not, I know it's not an easy thing. Simple project. You need to, as we said, you need to put a methodology. So you build, before you selecting software, you need to do a simple project plan for it. Set up your objectives. Why you need to replace the software that you have? Or is it old? Is it not meeting? Is costing high? You want to minimize? There's a reason set your objects right. And then you put rules and responsibility, divide them. And you build your business plan. So in the first month, you probably have a kickoff meeting. Maybe there is a consultant and a project team involved in it. And then the second month, you start your research. It's a typical project plan. Third month, you do evaluation between different software. And the fourth month, you do the process of selecting. And uh, it could be four months, could be six months, could be two months, depend how good you are into this business of software selection. 
There is a, some sample of something called uh, from Tech Advisor, a company that I used to work for, and this is why I'm, I know these things. So you enter first your functionality that you're looking for, and they will compare. So here, where you look, you enter all, for example, in the HR, they will prompt you with the questions and says important, less important, maybe not important or crucial. And then it will convert it to marks here, percentage, and the percentage will tell you which one match you more and which one match you less, which one will fail you. In this, in, for example, here, uh, InfoSystems uh, will have one criteria fail, so you need to customize or probably add on app, or you need to do it manually. At least you're fully aware before you select the software. This is probably better thing here in the core HR. Eventually what will happen you, after you selecting, like there is a talent acquisition, there is a personal management, payroll, benefit, workforce management, training, employee self-service, product technology. These are the questionnaires and these are, you know, you can expandable, so you have to answer them. And once you answer them, they eventually, give you a compare analysis between different apps that you have. The other option, if you don't want to use an application like that, you probably need to send an RFI request for information for vendors after you're fully aware of your requirement because you don't want them to deceive you on some requirement. And then RFI, you select some out of these companies and you convert this information to RFP request for a proposal and you send to certain who you selected them and then let them respond to them and there is a process of selection between them. So in the old picture, you need to really, when you select a software or you implement software or you are having a software to evaluate right now to use, you need, to separate this objective from subjective. Objective things that very clear match me or doesn't match me. For example, I like this tea. It's match me. If I don't like I don't like coffee, it says it doesn't match. It's very clear. So the first thing you start from the bottom, the objective part, and then you build the subjective. And the funny thing the functionality in the technology is the objective. You go to IT person, so some of them, they are confused, they don't, they mix between objective and subjective. So you need to make sure that you select the objective part. Then you go for the subjective, which is, you know, the marketing data, the RFP technical reviews, which is, you know, you start reviewing it against the functionality and the technology, how they scored. And number five, six, seven, which is the scripted scenario, easy of use and process to fit. Scripted scenarios is about like, you call these vendors and you wanna make sure that if the vendor is different than implementers, most of the time they are, you bring them both. So if they say, show you, they have to agree on it, both of them. And you give them certain questions 
personal uh, regarding of your work and tell them show me. So that's a scripted scenario. And then easy to use is number six. Uh, this is because it's a subjective, it's not objective. Some of them like to use this way. Some of them say, oh, that's a difficult app to use. For others who use this app or had a similar app, it's easy. So it's a subjective and a process to fit, which is, you know, sometimes you want your process to fit this application. And sometimes the application adjust your process, where do they supposed to meet? And it's also, it's a subjective, it depends on the people who looking at these apps. And the end, you check on the reference. But most of the IT teams, most of the business team, they go for the reference first, which is already held, it will create a bias for you. Let me give you an example. An IT consultant who helped another hospital, New York for a hospital, to implement the HR department. He comes to your hospital and see already a bias toward the application because it's working there. But if he moves with this process from the objective then subjective, then he you don't give anybody a time to be, you know, to, to alter. So in a different way, you start with the research, you do the evaluation, and then you do the selection. And the research, as we said, you publish an RFI, request for information, and the feature and functions, feature fun uh, function categories. And then you collect the information of end user priorities, what they look, and you look at the, all these vendors answering you, and you compare it to your solution. Yes, no compatible, not compatible, adjustable, you need to put this, all these different types. So you compare it to, you might find out the current solution uh, more uh, fit. For example, if you look here, uh, says vendor solution support, your current solution is supported, but if you bring vendor B, it's not supported. And if you bring vendor C, it's customized, it's customizing. If you are just looking for this part, then you rather to stick with your solution. But if you look at the whole thing, and here you see vendor B supported, supported, supported. So if you compare this with this, then vendor B is more better than your current solution, something like that. Then eventually you need to do the software, uh, the soft evaluation, which is, you do uh, market data, which is you collect information marketing. You get the documentation, the releases, the research. And then uh, what's nice to have, what's important to have you put it in. And you have people who will be reassessing again. And then you bring the team to look at these applications and give it a scenario so they can, whether they can meet that or not. So it's a complicated process. It's not an easy. And if you just go and say, well, a company using it, you might be successful or you might be doomed to fail in the app and you have to cover the whole thing. And then comes in the end when you do the pricing. Every company has a unique way of doing the pricing, how you value this. For example, for example, 
if you have two cars, you have a Toyota, $50,000, and you have a, a Lamborghini, uh, $250,000. And you're asked to select one of them. This you have to pay $250,000, and this you have to pay $50,000. What are you looking for? You're looking for how I'm going to utilize Lamborghini. If I'm in an open area, I'd rather to buy Lamborghini so I can drive very quickly. But if I live in a small city or public or, or a very busy city, Lamborghini will be stuck in the, in the middle of downtown. It's not going to move around. So you'd rather to get a Toyota, which is 50000 This is where you look at the value that application going to give you. So is this application who probably worth over a million dollars can give more value to you that utilize utilize value compared to this application who 250 or 500,000 dollars and sometimes you are more happy and meeting all your requirement by using a 250,000 dollars application because you know there is a few millions on it, on it and also you need to look at the total cost of ownership and uh, how long there is there is maintenance costs there is upgrade costs there is support costs all these things you need to look at them which is called total cost of ownership so you need to do on-site requirement gathering like orientation tell everybody that you're going to do replace your software hr software you go for the stakeholders, you find out what do they need, what's important for them. Then you, SAB was a subject matter expert, which is the HR people or the consultant. You talk to the manager, executive, and get all the functionalities requirement. Then you, you schedule kind of a functional business group meetings, process identification to find out you don't know some of these processes. If you're in HR, probably don't know what the process, some of it happening or getting adjustment or in the future need to be changed. Um, you need to gather these. And maybe they are available, they are doing it in the on the plant field, but you're not aware of it, or in the in the in the factory, you're not aware of it. You need to gather these process or you need to change it. The current requirement you need to capture. The future requirement, so you, after one year, your application should not be obsolete. And also you define the critical requirement. The, without these requirements, I would not accept this application uh, or this from this vendor. So you commence the high level and then you put prioritizations on that. In general, if everybody works alone, then you will end up with something like this in the IT department, legacies one, legacies two, HR is alone working, billing system alone. What do you want to do is you need to communicate with the IT department to make sure everything is synchronized and integrated and approved by the IT department where you want to move and target, which is this is belong to the CTO chief technology officer or or CIO chief information officer, who will give you a final approval and go ahead. Because here every system is alone and a stupid integration, upgrading, all these things may affect the rest of the system. Here when you need to have 
all the system talking to each other, easy integrated, easy upgradable, easy communicated with each other, looks like a one system. So many times I walk into a company by you know, working the first thing, I know right away whether they have a well-integrated or not well-integrated applications and whether they're using uh, different apps to deliver uh, in the same department. These are issues they might cause uh, inefficiency, low productivity, cost money, time, and beside heartache and complaints if you're not doing it well. So the ways to make a strong business case, you need to qualify the current level of service as well as the future and anticipate the benefit in financial term when you select the software. Emphasize how the new system will reduce the administrative and processing costs, increase the efficiencies, and generate value-added knowledge from the data analytics when you analyze the data, while you can support an organizational principle. So how you can do this, you need to really uh, uh, look at these things very uh, carefully. There is a strategic for adopting HR technology integrated system from a single vendor. So you can use one vendor and gives you all the application, but that's not necessary. All their modules are as strong. Most of the applications, sometimes you will see they are, um, they're strong in some field and not strong in other fields. So if you're in a mid-size or a large size company, you might think of integrating this module from IBM and this module from Oracle and that module from, you need to juggle between them or have one fully integrated system and ERP system, which is, has all these apps there. Then you need to look at the best of read, select the best application in the HR area from multiple vendors. So you look at the data, you look around, you ask uh, you know, third party evaluators uh, like Gartner will tell you some of them. Um, and outsource the HR technology could be infrastructure to a third party vendor. You might outsource this hardware or even the software itself, you get outsourced, but using the software would be your, your responsibility. It's important of finance and information technology. While you're choosing a human resource information system, You need a representative from information technology, not only from finance, from also information technology, from end users, all of them, as we said, they agree on this. And the reason for the finance is because, you know, the payroll is part of the, the finance department. So you calculate the hours, you pass it to the payroll and payroll will be processing this thing. Uh, so while you're choosing the H and HRIS, representative from finance and information technology should be included in the vendor selection process beside the end users. 
Information technology representative should provide the critical information about the type of the features and the platform the system is able to support. So the integration between different apps, as we saw, saw it in the earlier, like this one, oops, way back, uh, we shouldn't be, okay. Um, like this, and you have these apps integrated on what hardware sizing, networking, they all have to work together. Um, so this is where this, this, uh, the IT team will tell you what is needed in this field. Now, uh, the finance representative needs to endorse the business case for HRIS, particularly respected payoff of the organization, like they have to do the return on investment and as we said, and cost of ownership. And also the ones who's gonna sign on the checks or need to approve it also. So they, they need to justify why you have to upgrade your HR uh, through the process of doing a return on investment and cost of ownership. And as we said, the payroll also is the process that they will be integrated with your HR. Reason for replacing an HRIS, human resource information system. Maybe you need to have a single system of record for HR data. So you need one database or you need to be using a uh, same single system. One database belong to the single system. We had some cases where HR wasn't uh, delivering the needs of the uh, the company, so the the company preferred not only to select a different HR module from a different vendor, but also they had to use different database. Let me give you an example. We had the gas company, the oil companies in Abu Dhabi, where they used in the old days Oracle Financial with uh, RDBMS from Oracle. So they're running, but they have to be integrated with the HR. And the HR wasn't Oracle in the old days. They, because it wasn't meeting the requirement of these oil companies, they went with the IBM HR access. And the IBM HR access was running on DB2 database. So they, the company had to go through this all headache, different database for all the pressure on the IT department because functionality, meeting the requirement is the most important. So you need to be the leader, but you need to communicate with the IT and, uh, in order to give you the approval. IT people usually will look from the IT part, which one is better for them, which are easy for you and for them. The HR will be looking at the functionality, whether they are meeting the requirement. So to have a single system of record for HR data is wonderful thing if you can do. To ensure reliable, it is consistent reporting has a reporting for compliance. When the government wants something right away, you do reporting when the third party uh, supervising, you can have the right away can do it. And legal obligations, so it's, you do a report for that. To standardize the HR data across multiple geography, 
or business unit, want to make sure that this HR is applicable to all the different levels up and down and different levels in a different geography and a business unit. And to move away from legacy system that we're meeting, not meeting the organization. This is why reason for replacing it. But in the early, we spoke about other extra reason why you need to replace it. So that we said how you do the mitigation, there is a certain process and procedures and early we spoke about them. You need to do them. There is also add more information here is integration team must verify the accuracy of integrity of the data in the new system. So there is the data will be migrated there. You need to know is this data's integrity is, have they missed some data? The data was being misallocated. These are very important to, to see this, whether it's, it's a true or false. Members of software team and the functional HR team should test module to ensure that it worked as intended and that proceed security. So how they tested the first in the, you know, on signing contract, they set up the functionalities agreement and uh, business agreement, and then they, they have to do that accordingly and test it and see if it's working or not. The challenge in HR technology is the new skills and roles for HR staff that you need to look at. And we spoke about the challenges earlier also. Increasing expectation and demand for data more distant HR staff. So the HR is not only together anymore. Everyone, everybody is scattered somewhere, could be in a different location. The need to improve the quality of decision. They have to improve the, the speed and the quality and increase the comfort level of all the employees with how to use the HR application. Because end users are the employees and employees have to use it. And if they don't use it, then you might be failing in this. Today's trend is usually expansion of social networking. So your HR should have some kind of these kind of tools or connected to these tools. A growth of compliance and reporting requirements. There are so many compliance that you have to do reporting a lot to government and non-government. More, you do more renting, less buying of services, um, you can use SaaS, uh, uh, you rent the application, and you, that's, or you can rent something like that instead of buying the apps in the house. The growth in the use of data analytics and dashboard. Everybody, all the management need data and to be analyzed in order for them to make decision. And there should be a dashboard that they can show the CEOs. They need access to this. Uh, data and these data will be presented differently to the management as a data analytic and dashboard so they can view. And more transparency from HR policy, increasing concern about data privacy. Once again, data privacy is, is very important. Once it's a breach or leak, then it's a error problem. Here is a situation that we had when we were trying to implement uh, a mobile app, uh, mobile HR app. And the earlier implementer for HR application, 
they were totally in total control. Uh, the vendor was totally in control and the implementers. And they handicapped the company, the, the organization, actually, because they're totally dependent on it. But when they found out so easy this application can be preached and access to their people data is so important and we were so easy to break into this data, in no time, in very short time, they kicked out the vendors and they kicked out the, uh, the, uh, the implementers because data is very sensitive. And these data could be about a person, how many children, his house, how much income he has, whether he's married, in reverse, his account, bank account. All these are very crucial and sensitive. And it's been, if they've been breached, you might be in trouble for a long time. Now, I'll give you an example where one of them is a human resource management. I would just, an example of application that used mostly used for HR, very famous one. It's been developed and today's is a much more advanced. In IT, the, the application changed very quickly, especially in the ERP field. So you basically, you enter the username and password, you log in, accessibility, whether you, you cannot see, you cannot hear, this is different accessibilities available. And according to username and password, the role is defined and what kind of things you can see, what kind of things you cannot see, what kind of things you can edit, what kind of things you cannot edit, whether you can see and edit, or you just can see or not see and not edit. These are lots of information that apps, in the system, it will be adjusted after you purchase the software. So you enter your username, your password, and accessibility, and you do login, and for example, and then the apps will be covering the Oracle, uh, the HRMS information module, which module, types of enterprise, what, what kind of enterprise, then um, work structure, how is work is happening, what is the flexibility there, whether the uh, is task oriented or a project oriented or the uh, organization oriented. Information types, what kind of, as we said, kind of information an individual can see it according to his position. Uh, how you track it, uh, date, uh, date tracking uh, and data tracking also. Um, Oracle, uh, HRMS recruitment and life, people life cycle, which is when they were hired, when they've been promoted, how all this life cycle of one employee goes in through. So in the Oracle is Oracle application for human resource. And by the way, all the three tier one and tier two now that can cover such application. Uh, Oracle application for a human resource enable the, an organization like for example, to hire, to train, to deploy, to assess, to motivate and reward its people more effectively than ever before. Manually cannot be done if you have a large company. In the Oracle HRMS, which is human resource management system, is a flexible that enough to meet your needs now and probably adaptable to change with your business. So any functionality that will change, if somebody moves from one department to another department, he's not supposed to see that other department. According to change of his department or a change of his rules, 
the things that he can see, the things that he can edit and see, and the things that he cannot see and cannot edit, these are issues that it need to, and also the process, you can adjust it also. A process of approval, the process of approval, all these things. So any HR module is made of a human resource, um, you know, information of individuals, employees, the payroll system, which is part of the HR, but integrated with the financial, the strategic HR, which is uh, functionality and apps, which is help the meeting your the whole strategic plan, like a recruiting number, recruiting type of people who you're supposed to recruit and training, competency management, all these things. The eye recruitment, which is a recruitment on internet and all these things. The time and labor, how many hours this person spent or how much effort they put in this work, the accomplishment, a learning management tool, which is you know the training thing. So the HR system, who the work itself is influencing the whole HRMS, how much is getting paid, what kind of people is there, uh, employee paid and benefits there, the employee and application work history, the person histories, the compensation, the entitlement, the root, all these condition conditions, they're all, you know, make some match where you can get uh, some kind of a result. And they're all could be later on automatically set up. Now, as we said, um, some organizations are project-based and some of the organizations are role-based. Like most of ministries are role-based, uh, project-based like, uh, I don't know, some hospitals, some uh, telecommunication companies, some uh, building companies are project-based, or could be a combination, hybrid and project. So there are project-based enterprises, there is a role-based enterprises, and there is a hybrid between both enterprises. As a work structure, you need to look at the business group, which is organization, people, cost allocation, looking at the job, positioning, location, where is it located, you know, different payrolls with location, assignments, the payrolls itself, you need to look at the business rule, the grade, grading, and because, um, you know, when a grade A, grade B for the employees, a grade A probably will be traveling on a business class, grade, the others will be traveling on economy class. So these are grading important and the competencies. Now, so the grade is there, you need to take a business group where you, in a way, they group certain people together in a, uh, differently. One, you group them in a different department, and then you group them in a different level. So there is a grading in it. And as we said, we can travel on a business plan, economic plan, and all these things, uh, home allowance, all these things. And then you have the job itself, whether it's a manager or a clerk or a executive. And there are group people. So you can, instead of giving, doing a process for one person, you do all these hundred people together or a thousand people together as a group people, one click, 
it will be doing all these things together for it just when you send an email to 50 people one email to 50 people is like a the same thing and then you need to look at the position whether who what's the position there how it's done so it's getting complicated i understand i'll probably you guys getting into headache and confused a little bit but that's all you need to know there is a competencies and cost allocation you look at it so in the organization any you know there is a breakdown of organization it could be more hierarchy organization a flat organization according to the department or the role and could be different location and each one get different uh, roles and responsibilities i'm not going to go to the job control because there is a payroll people we said there is a pay flick this is the the mostly is going to be as you say the process and procedures and workflow that the work has to be done. So here, when you use a position is to show the specific post within the organization. So manager, that's a specific post. And typically is in a large enterprise is to show the management positions. And sometimes there is what you call uh, a metric way of working where this person at this project is a manager here is an assistant manager in a different project he's a typical employee or consultant so his position changes and the payroll changes the compensation changes so it could be a matrix this is very applicable in hospitals in, in a legal department in IT very applicable uh, in some position I was a functional uh, consultant in some uh, project I was a, in the same time or in a different project, I was a project manager. In other, I was a functional consultant. In other, I was a um, pre, uh, front office, I mean, uh, country manager. So these are multiple things that you, uh, it could be one person getting too many tasks or too many roles. So, by the end now we're almost finished with it and basically this is the class activity what i did i i give you a link here and i will mail it to you you will find it there also and it's about uh google and the life inside google doc uh, documentary how is the life going on that can summarize kind of makes you understand um According to these two chapters, uh, understand why Google is doing whatever it's doing right now. Uh, it's not because they are Google, because they need good employees. So you need to look at this document. It's uh, from Work Discovery TV, but it's, it's on YouTube. I put it there for you. You need to watch it. And then you need to write a half a page. Send me a half a page in your email or something. And this is my email down there. Give me your impression about this company. And I'm sure that you're going to have a positive impression. And why human resource for such company is important. So why we need a human resource for this company. So this is what we we, st uh, we, need, we stopped the uh, final of the chapters and hopefully you enjoy this chapter. It'll rather be 
a little bit complicated. I rather don't want it to make it very simple for you. I don't want to go deeper than that because IT is a very complicated thing. So I just uh, went through it uh, very on, on the top for you to understand and hopefully you build on it. If you have any question, uh, please send it to me. Um, this feedback should be done uh, before end of the next class. So on the third week, I should get your feedback on this app, uh, on this link. Thank you and have a nice time. Bye-bye.